Do you know that from your position you can change the situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaje as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. right now and we know we have in the name of Jesus thank you for all eyes yeah flooded with light we thank you because you have given us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you we thank you father we give you praise because the eyes of understanding are flooded with light now blessed be your holy name thank you for boldness and confidence blessed be your holy name precious name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Glory to God. Amen. Forevermore. Hallelujah. Um, we have to bring to an end uh, this authority series. Amen. Um, today. Hallelujah. And by God's grace next week we shall be going um, into something fresh. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. I said amen. Amen. Um, the Lord began to minister to my heart that there's need for the church to understand um, the subject of prayer again. Hallelujah. So this month we shall be teaching on prayer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Prayer. Amen. Because you see, um, if you don't know how to do any other thing other than to pray, you're a success. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? <laughs> Praise God. Because you see, every other thing that you cannot do, so to speak, um, prayer brings the grace of God to help you do that. Amen? Praise God. Now, mm, Ephesians chapter number 6. I want to start reading from verse 10 again and I believe we all have been following this series and I advise every one of us as a counsel from me to you in the name of Jesus to get this series, Believer's Authority and then listen to it again and again. I believe the series is available. Amen? The whole series, I believe it's available. Amen? Not yet. Why? Did you miss some due to technical failures? Huh? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, well, the series that are available, get them. Amen. Praise the Lord. I believe everyone should be available. Amen. Or else I will sue everybody in the technical team for not making the messages available in the name of Jesus. Alright? And you're answerable to that name. I'm, I'm serious. Alright, because we can't be preaching um, sensitive things in the kingdom of God while you are playing with sensitive information there. You should track them down. Alright? Either video or audio, one must be available. If it's not available on tracking um, um, audio, then you have to get the voice out of the video. Alright? So I don't want to hear any explanation other than manifestation. 
Amen. Praise God. I can't take that. So church, um, promising at most Sunday, Sunday uh, next week, Amen, it's going to be available. Amen. A complete series. So get the series. Amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, Ephesians chapter number 6. I'll start the reading from verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we rest not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins gathered about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the element of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, notice here that um, having put on the whole armor of God, we are set to what? To pray. Because you see, it is in the place of prayer that we can use this whole armor. It's not in the place of playing. Amen? It's a place of praying. Hallelujah. This old armor of God prepares us to pray without ceasing. Prepares us to pray always. Prepares us to pray constantly. Now notice here, having taken the whole armor of God, verse 18 says, praying always. Now if prayer has to be an always thing, then putting on the armor, the whole armor of God has to be an always thing too. Because you see, the whole armor of God prepares us, you know, to pray. It prepares us for praying. Hallelujah. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Hallelujah. Now notice here, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. In the Spirit. Hallelujah. Let someone say in the Spirit. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. It's in the Spirit. Amen. I said it's in the Spirit. Amen. Not in the flesh. Not in the flesh. Now, uh, what does it mean to pray in the Spirit? Amen. Primarily it means to pray in tongues, but that's not everything about praying in the Spirit. In the Spirit there means by the Holy Ghost through your recreated human spirit. Write it down. In the Spirit is equal to 
by the Holy Spirit through my spirit. That's what it means. In the spirit is equal to by the Holy Spirit through my spirit. In other words, my recreated human spirit, my born again spirit. Hallelujah. That is what it means to pray in the spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit. In the spirit. So we can put it this way. Praying always with all prayers and supplication in by the, by the Holy Spirit through my spirit. In other words, the spirit of God is there to help me. Hallelujah. How many of us know we have an, I mean, an advocate in the Holy Spirit? Amen. In the person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is our standby. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of us to help us to pray. It's not just on the inside of us for decoration. It's not just on the inside of us just because it has to be there. It's on the inside of us to help us to pray. To help us uh, to fulfill every assignment that God has given us upon the face of the earth. Amen. I said amen. amen. Glory to God. Romans chapter number 8 and verse 26. Amen. It says likewise. Glory to God. Likewise the Spirit also helps our infirmities. The word infirmity there means inability to produce results. Hallelujah. So you can put it this way. Likewise the Spirit also helps our inability to produce results. Of course that has to do with the flesh you know. Praise God. So likewise the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Notice it didn't say for we know not what or how rather. It didn't say how we should pray. Amen. It says what. Now two different things. Amen. Some translations say how. But if you read from the original Greek it doesn't say how. It says what. Amen. Notice it does not say what. It says it doesn't say how. It says what. Amen. What has to do with something. How has to do with a process. Praise the Lord. We know how to pray, right? How do we pray? We pray to the Father in whose name? In the name of Jesus by the energy of the Spirit. Hallelujah. That's what it means to pray in the Spirit. Amen. Now we don't pray to Jesus. Amen. I said we don't pray to Jesus. Amen. If you do, your prayers will not be answered. How many of us know there is um, um, order and um, responsibility in the Godhead? Amen. Praise God. Now notice, the Son didn't send the Father, did He? No. Notice the Spirit did not send the Father, did He? No. Who sent the Son? The Father. Who sent the Spirit in the name of the Son? The Father. Do you see that? Amen. So the Father in the Godhead always starts anything that the Godhead will do. Anything that the Godhead will do, the Father will always start. He's the fountain, you know, head of the Godhead. Glory to God. Do you understand that? So prayers go to Him, not to Jesus. Well, does that make Him, you know, um, more God than Jesus? No. Amen. Notice the Holy Spirit didn't die for us on the cross, did He? No. Praise God. So don't be confused. I said don't be confused. Some people say, well, we don't believe in Trinity, you know, if we are going to believe in Trinity at all, we are going to see it this way. There's one God. Yes, there's one God. 
That's monotheism. That's, that's, that's what we believe. Amen. Hallelujah. That there's one God. <laughs> Praise God. But you see in the Godhead there are three persons. Amen. We believe you've been transformed by this message. It was brought to you by Shegun Obaje Teaching Ministries. For more inquiries, call us on these numbers. Plus 234-7066-453122 or plus 234-8033-029486. Thank you. someone says well there's one God yes I believe there's one God we're not serving three gods we serve one God amen here always read the Lord your God is what one we serve one God now the person said God the Father became God the Son and God the Son alright died for us who was God the Father Alright, died for us and then <laughs> became God the Holy Spirit. So he was in the process of transformation, was just transforming himself. Hallelujah. That's confusion. You see, you cannot understand the doctrine of Trinity with common sense. It's too big for your head to contain. It takes a spiritual man to discern it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory to God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and then the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep, and then God said, Hallelujah. Well, nobody knew that what was said, alright, was God Himself. Praise God. You know now what? God released the Son. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, you see, there's what is known as progressive revelation in the Word of God. The questions that Genesis couldn't answer. You'll find some answers in Exodus. The ones that Exodus could not answer, you go on, just keep reading on, you'll find answers. Hallelujah. That is what is known as the law of progressive revelation of God's will. You can't find all the answers in Genesis. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But as you read on, you see God unveiling Himself much more and much more and much more. Amen. There were some things that the Apostle Peter said that the Apostle Paul didn't say. You understand what I'm trying to say? So you can't just read the epistles of the Apostle Paul alone, his letters, and then be okay. No. You have to read all the epistles. Glory to God. You see that? I said, you see that? Praise God. Now, so, you see, there is Trinity. 
at Jordan, it was demonstrated at Jordan. Amen. A voice of one from majesty on high. This is my beloved word, son. He wasn't just, you know, the father and then just became the son again and was speaking from above and was anointing himself. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. No, 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 no. Don't be confused. Amen. God is not the author of confusion. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. God the Father from majesty on high spoke, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> so the Son was anointed by the Father at Jordan with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon him. So we see the three persons of God again. And then when he gave the commission to the disciples in Matthew 28, he says, you go forth baptizing them in the name of what? The Father and of what? The Son and of what? The Holy Ghost. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Do you see that? I said, do you see that? Praise God. So you see, we believe in Trinity that there are three persons in the Godhead. God the Father, of whom are all things and we in Him. And God the Son, by whom are all things and we by Him. Hallelujah. And then God the Holy Spirit, who is the one who materializes all, all the plans and the purposes of God. Amen. God, God always works through the word. Everything that is done is by the word. Everything that is manifested is by the spirit. Hallelujah. Do you see that? I said, do you see that? Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. But you see, in the beginning, God. God. And in that God, three persons. One God. Say one God. Three persons. That's Trinity. Amen. Now let's, let's get back to this now. Likewise the Spirit also helpeth what? Our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought to. So we know how to pray. We pray in the name of Jesus unto the Father. John sixteen twenty three. In that day you shall ask me nothing, but whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, He will give it unto you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Now that's different from John 14, you know, if you start the reading from verse 12, 13, 14 downwards. Amen. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father might be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now that's one use of the name of Jesus. And then John 16, 23 is another use of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In John 14, 12, 13, 14 downwards, it tells us that we can demand a thing in the name of Jesus. Just like what happened in Acts of the Apostles chapter number 3. When Peter and John were going to pray in the, in the temple, and then they saw um, a man who was lame from his mother's womb at that you know, gate called Beautiful. And then the man looking unto them, expecting to receive arms of them. And then they said unto him, I mean, silver and gold we don't have, but such as we have we give unto you in the name 
of Jesus Christ rise up and walk. Now they weren't praying to the Father there. Were they? No. They weren't praying. They didn't say, Oh, Heavenly Father, please come and raise this lame man. No. They were acting on John 14, 12, 13, 14. Whatever you shall demand in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you demand anything in my name, Jesus, our Lord and Master, says, I will do it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The same use is in Mark 16. If you start the reading from verse 15 downwards, alright? He says, this sign shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall what? Did he he say, they shall pray to the Father to cast out devil for them? No, in my name. In other words, they shall demand in my name. And demons come out in the name of Jesus. That's one use of the name of Jesus. Alright? Another use is to go on your knees for this cause. Ephesians 3.14 For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that He will grant unto you. For this cause I what? Bow my knees unto Jesus Christ? No. Unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Of whom? Glory to God. Of whom? <laughs> Hallelujah. You see everything is always of the Father and everything is always by the Son. Hallelujah. Do you see that? I said do you see that? Now notice here that the use of the name of Jesus in John 14, 12, 13, 14 is different from the use of the name of Jesus in John 16, 23. Hallelujah. See, in John 16, 23 is when we go to the Father with our needs in the name of Jesus by the energy of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Do you see that? I said, do you see that? So don't confuse it. Amen? I said, Amen. Are you getting something here? Good. So that's the use of the name. You can say, in the name of Jesus. And then you take... It's not that you don't honor the Father, but it's one way you can use the name of Jesus. In my name, they shall cast out devils. In my name, they shall speak with new new tongues. In my name, they shall take up serpent. In my name, if... They drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Alright? So you can say, in the name of Jesus, be made whole. And the person shall be made whole. It's one use of the name. Well, before you come out to do that, amen, you can be in the presence of the Father and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, grant unto us that signs and wonders be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're praying. Father, in the name of Jesus, grant unto us. Amen. That's using John 16, 23. And then when you come out, you say, in the name of Jesus, be made whole. (laughs) You, You see the flow. That's the link there. Amen. I said, amen. I said, amen. So we know how to pray. How do we pray? We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus by the energy of the Spirit of God. Amen. But you see, what to pray for, many a times we don't know. Hallelujah. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Maketh intercessions for us. You see the word, you see, the Spirit of God cannot make intercession for you without you. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? There's nothing like the Spirit of God is just praying for me without myself being praying. I mean, praying. There's nothing like the Spirit of God making intercession for me without myself, you know, interceding. There is no such thing. If you read that place again, it says, Likewise the Spirit, what? Helpeth. Does He do it alone? He helpeth. Alright? 
The word helpeth there is, is a very long, you know, Greek word. It means san and ti labanomai. To take hold against, you know, together with against our infirmities. Take hold together with against. Let's always say take hold. Together with against. That's what it means. <laughs> Praise God. Alright? So the Holy Spirit takes hold together with us against our infirmities. So if we are not involved, there's no way He can do it. Because he, had to, he has to take hold we together with you against your infirmities. Hallelujah. So there's no such thing as the Spirit of God is praying for me while I'm doing all the playing. No. Alright? He will place the burden in your heart. How many of us have sensed that before? You just sense that you just have to pray. It's just coming. You just sense that you have to withdraw from your friends. But some will talk off and talk away the burden. And when something evil happens, they blame it on God. Instead of blaming it on their shy responsibility. Amen? Don't blame it on God. The Holy Ghost wanted to take hold with you against your infirmities, but you never allowed Him. Hallelujah. You know, the coach has all the concepts, the ideas, you know, the way to play the football and then um, get results. But he can't get on the field and play it alone. Alright? He, he cannot just come in there and be playing the ball all around. He must tell his players what to do. You play that place. No, don't move from there. Pin that guy down. That other one, leave him. He can't do anything. <laughs> this one, if the ball gets to his leg like this, make sure you take it from him. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? He has all that, that game plan for victory. The Spirit of God knows how to, to make us pray to get results. So He places that burden on our heart. Sometimes He, he just gives you a nudging in your spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Why some say, well, but I can't respond to you, Holy Spirit. I'm busy. Amen. Now, it takes pride to despise help. He's not trying to bore you or burden you. He's trying to help you. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth, right? How does He help us? He takes hold together with us against. Hallelujah. So you see, the Spirit of God is on the inside of us. In the Spirit means by the Holy Ghost through your recreated human spirit. So, the Spirit of God will always walk through your recreated human spirit. Let's, let's look at that link also. In um, Ephesians chapter number 3, I think I, quote, I can quote that. Amen. Verse 14. Praise God. It says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He will what? Grant unto you according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit. Where? In the inner man. In the man on the inside. The new man. Do you see that? I said, do you see that? Do you know that many times the Spirit of God wants to grant you strength, but many, many of us don't receive the strengthening of the Spirit? Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. How many of us has, you know, how many of us here have felt or perceived that the Holy Spirit has called us into our closet before and said, This week find some more time to pray. Be alone. Alright? What does the Spirit of God want to do? He wants to strengthen you. He wants to strengthen you. 
Because you see, when you allow him, he's going to strengthen you. <laughs> I remember there was a beloved one that was complaining that he does not receive revelation from God. Hallelujah. So I called him. I said, look, do you know the classroom of the Holy Ghost? Amen. He said, no. I said, you see, it is when you pick the word of God and begin to meditate that the spirit of God comes into that place of meditation. That's his classroom. And then he begins to teach you. You see, if you are hopping around like a grasshopper, the Holy Ghost can't teach you hopping around. You have to settle down. You have to sit down. Amen? Do you want to be strengthened? Then you have to let the Holy Spirit strengthen you. How? He will take hold together with you against your weaknesses, your infirmities. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So you have to allow Him to do that. If He's calling you to set out maybe two, two hours every day to pray, amen, do it. Rearrange your schedule. No, don't tell the Holy Ghost you are too busy. He's, he's not just a friend to you. He's your Lord. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Where the Spirit of God is allowed to be Lord, what do we find there? Liberty. We find liberty. 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 So the Spirit of God will begin to you know, strengthen us on the inside. Strengthen us on the inside. Strengthen us on the inside. As we take time to pray in the Spirit. Amen. Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. And most of the time, He already knows that you are about to enter into a new season in your life. So He begins to prepare you. Whereas some people are comfortable with where they are right now, so they don't want to move to the next level. But the Spirit of God says, no, I will help you move to the next level. So he begins to, you know, lay a demand on you. The middle of the night, he will wake you up. Why some will deceive themselves, they put their head on the pillow, and then they say, thank you, Holy Spirit, for waking me up. <laughs> Saliva will come out of their mouth. <laughs> wake up the next morning, amen, around um, maybe 6.30 or 7. They have to attend to one thing or the other, amen. And by so doing, you realize that there's, there's a carryover, a lot of carryovers in the school of the Spirit. Amen. And then they complain. Lord, why is it that I'm not enjoying promotion? You can't be promoted that way. I'm not talking about natural promotion now. In the things of the Spirit. There are levels in the things of the Spirit. The Bible says promotion doesn't come from the east, doesn't come from the west, nor from the south. Notice it didn't say north. Alright? Hallelujah. Mount Zion is in the north side. That's where God dwells. Amen? <laughs> it comes from God. You see, He says God is the judge. What does He judge? What does He judge? Amen? Your faithfulness. I said your faithfulness. Amen? I said, amen. amen. So you can move from this level to the next level. It depends on you, not God. I said, it depends on you, not God. God is always willing to promote people, to lift people. Amen. But are men willing to be lifted? Would they yield to the Holy Spirit? Some say, well, it's a price they pay. Well, I don't see any price in that. Is there any price you pay for being promoted price? Do you want to be promoted? That's the question. Do you love promotion? 
You say yes, and then you say you want to pay a price for promotion. What price is that? For someone who loves to, to eat Ogbono, Ogbono soup and pounded yam, glory to God. It's no price for the person to go to the market and get those ingredients. Amen. He's already salivating. With fun. He knows that when I get home, I'm going to make something good for myself. I will enjoy it. When you are promoted, amen, you enjoy it. So what is price? You, you say waking up in the night, middle of the night is price. <laughs> I don't think that's price. For those who view films, who want to know the end. And then they stay hours. Sometimes there are those who they wake up like this and say, I must view this, I must finish this thing. You call that price? Huh? No, that's not price. It's just a process towards what you want. I don't see that as price. Some people say, ah, it's a great price, oh, price, hi, to work with the Holy Ghost. It's a great price, oh. And then they intimidate people and they make people, you know, they scare people away. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Amen. amen. Do you love the Lord? Do you want to walk in the fullness of God? Do you want to fulfill your God-given destiny before your very own eyes? Do you want to stand in the place of grace and glory and minister in the power of the Holy Spirit? Huh? <laughs> then you say praying is price. <laughs> I don't think so. Except you don't want it. What is the true, true test? Alright? For um, desire. What shows that you desire something? Pursuit. Isn't it? You go for it. Except you don't want it. Except you don't want it. You say someone who, who is actually eyeing first class is now reading in the night. says that's price. Price for what? Do you want it? It becomes delight. That's what you see all the time. And you say price. You see, it's a great price, it's a great price. And then before you know it, that thing begins to weigh you down. Great price, great price, great price. Can I pay it? I don't think I can pay it. I don't, no, it's not can I pay it. Do I want it? Who for the joy that was set before him? He wasn't looking at the process, he was looking at what he had to enjoy. Who for the joy that was set before him? Do you want to walk in the power of God? You want to fulfill your God-given destiny? You want to succeed and be everything God desires for you to be? Do you want it? Some are not answering, do you see? If you do, if you want it, if you want it, then go for it. Don't, don't, I don't want to hear that word price again. If you say it, I will slap your mouth. I don't like that word price. It, it makes me angry. Except you don't know what you want. Except you don't know what you want. There was an old woman who could not leap over just this stool. Naturally speaking. But there was war. During the Vietnam uh, War. And then she saw an old woman of about 80. She saw that, you know, death was coming behind her. She desired life so much. She wanted to leave. So she leaped over a wall. A very, you know, a wall higher than her, herself. Taller. 
And then after the whole war, they were intervening. How did you do that? Hallelujah. <laughs> she said, well, I didn't even feel it. I didn't even feel anything about the leaping, the jumping. What, all I wanted, I wanted to leave. Life meant everything to me. So I just leaped over it. Was that price to that woman? No. She wanted to leave. <laughs> to serve the Lord is a great prize, oh. It's a great prize, oh. It's a great prize, oh. It's a great prize, oh. People, people are scared. Ah, great prize. Great. Can I pay it? Let me just maintain on this level. Do you love glory? Ask people, do you love glory? <laughs> you love success? You love the fullness of God? He said, yeah, I love the fullness of God. Then go for it. So prize is not in view. What is in view? The fullness of God. It is the prize that is in view now, not just the prize. Hallelujah. Do you see that? I said, do you see that? Huh? So respond to the Spirit. Praying always with all prayer and supplication by the Holy Spirit through your requited human spirit. Having put on the whole armor of God. You stand in the place of prayer. That is the place of attack. That is the place of attack. That is the place where you can use the knowledge of the word of God that you have been taught. I see prayer as a place of experimentation for the believer. Everything that you have been taught in the classroom of the Holy Ghost in the church by ministry gifts that He has taught you personally in the time of meditation, in the place of prayer, you begin to use. In the place of prayer, you begin to use this, you know, knowledge, workable bits of knowledge that the Spirit of God has taught you. And you begin to use this knowledge. Hallelujah. In the place of prayer. Well, someone says, well, why should I pray? I don't have problems. <laughs> you see, my mom and my parents, they send, me, they send me money regularly. Have my needs met. I don't have problems. Why should I pray? Amen. See, prayer initially didn't start because of problems. Alright? Prayer is a means, an avenue, by which you endear yourself to God. It's a means, an avenue, by which you fellowship with God. It's a means, an avenue, by which you understand God. It's a means, an avenue, by which you learn of God. It's a means, an avenue, by which you help other people. This is the original wireless system. You might not be able to hold the mic like I'm doing to reach out to people like I'm doing right now, but you can bless people on your knees. You can reach out to people on your knees. You can bless your uncles. You can bless your nieces. You can bless your nephews. You can bless your cousins. You can bless, bless your aunts. You can bless your parents. You can bless your friends, your loved ones, people in your neighborhood. When you walk around and you see them agonizing in pain, you, don't, you might not have so much to give them. You might not have so much to, you know, alleviate whatever they are going through. But the truth is this, you can go on your knees and pray for them and bless them in the name of Jesus. You can reach out to people in the United States on your knees in your room. 
You don't have to travel overseas. But you can reach out to men all over the globe praying. He said, well, let them give me the mic. I will show them that I'm worded. Amen. Let them give me the mic. I'll bless people. It's because they have not given me the mic. But when the mic touches my hand, yeah, Bobo, they will understand that I'm anointed. Now demonstrate your anointing or anointedness in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. Demonstrate it in the place of prayer. You can bless people. I believe every serious believer must have, you see, a prayer place, a prayer room. No matter how, you know, how tight or how choking your room may be, amen, you see, you can find a prayer place. And it has to be regular. It has to be regular. So that you see, there are some things that have been told you orally, verbally, that has entered your head. But you see, when you begin to pray, you get into the spirit of what you know. You get into the life of what you know. You see, for people who stay in the place of prayer, they don't only say things, they can demonstrate it. They can demonstrate the spirit. You see, they can teach the spirit precept upon precept, line upon line, and having taught it, they can demonstrate. They can demonstrate it. Hallelujah. You have faith, you are a faith person, you say, well, I'm a faith person, I don't pray. Hallelujah. No, you are not a faith person, amen, you are a fake person. You are fake, you are not, you are not a faith person. Hallelujah. Mark 11, 22, 23, amen. Jesus taught about faith in 23, verse 23. He says, Whosoever shall say unto this morning, Be not removed, be not cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And then he says, Therefore, in other words, as a result of this faith principle that I've taught you, now go to prayer. That's another level. Therefore, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe the same way I taught you in verse 23. Believe you receive and you shall have them. So you see that faith leads to prayer. You can say, I'm a faith person. Oh, I understand faith. Hallelujah. I don't pray again. I just release words. Hallelujah. No, it doesn't happen that way. I know what is happening at that time. You're walking in what is known as self-boasting. You're boasting, bragging on yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. Your boast is not in the Lord. The humble can hear that and be glad. It will infuriate them. It makes the humble hungry. Now look at this one. Look at this one. Amen. Look at this one. You see, it is in the place of prayer that your faith goes into dynamics. Your faith begins to function. Your faith begins to work. You begin to get things in the place of prayer. You begin to release your faith in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. And that's why you see a lot of people out there, believers with big mouth, like basket mouth, but no results. 
But it's because they have dwelt so much in the letter of it, they don't want to get into the spirit of it. Alright? They have read some few books on Kenan E. again on faith, and so they don't want to pray again. But you see, the same man through whom God released that knowledge and understanding <laughs> he's a man of, was a man of prayer. Amen? Was a man of prayer. He would pray all through the night. He was a man of faith. He was keen in the spirit and he was keen in the word. Hallelujah. You see that? I said, do you see that? You see, in the place of intimacy with God, there are some things you know you can do. <laughs> this is not pride. Because God has enabled you. You have received divine grant from the Father. For this, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now why didn't he just go and say, you just, you just take, you take. No! Notice, when Peter was to raise um, that dead woman, Amen? Um, I think in Acts of the Apostles chapter number 9. Hallelujah. Amen? Dorcas, right? The Bible says, He came close to her, knelt on his knees and prayed. And having prayed, he turned towards her. Alright? And then, told her to stand up. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. And what happened? She stood up. In Acts chapter 8, when they came to Samaria, Philip had gone there, preached Jesus unto them. They were saved. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he, which he did in the name of Jesus. And then when the apostles came, Peter and, you know, um, John, the Bible says, they prayed that the people may receive the Holy Ghost. And having prayed, they laid hands on them. Hallelujah. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. They laid hands on them and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter number 13, at a church in Antioch, when uh, the, the, uh, the apostles, I mean, um, pastors, I mean, teachers and prophets gathered together and as they ministered unto the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Saul and Barnabas, for the work of the ministry we want to have called them. And after they had prayed and fasted, they laid hands on them and sent them away. They prayed and fasted and laid hands. You know why a lot of people lay hands and it's just dry hands and dry heads? Amen. You see, because prayers don't precede laying on of hands for them. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It's in our day that you see people jump into the pulpit. And then they want to preach. Hallelujah. But you see, then they didn't do it that way. They will prepare. Notice what they said in Acts 6. Hallelujah. When you see there was a murmuring between the Grecian widows and the Hebrew widows concerning daily ministration of food. Hallelujah. And the apostles said, well, look, for us, we are not going to serve tables. Amen. Not because, you see, we are more important than serving tables, but we have a calling and we are not confused. 
we know our calling. Look among you, seven men of honest reports, full of the Holy Ghost and full of wisdom, that we may set them over this business. But for us, we will give ourselves continually to what? Prayer and to what? The ministry of the word. You see prayer there. Do you see prayer there? Hallelujah. Do you think you can fulfill your God-given destiny with so much prayerlessness? Huh? No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Be not deceived, my beloved brethren. It's in the place of prayer that we receive grace. You see, the Spirit of God is bringing to me scriptures. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Hebrews chapter number 4 and verse 16. Amen. What does it say? Huh? Let us come boldly. Let us therefore come boldly to the what? To the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Do you see that? Where do we find grace? In the place of prayer. Where do we obtain mercy? In the place of prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you sit down with God, you feed on the word of God, and then you get into a holy romance with the Holy Spirit. You get into koinonia, fellowship, communion. Your heart goes to the Father, and you begin to speak with Him. You are edified. You are energized. Power for performance. Power for fulfillment. Power to release. Power to make happen. Power to do. Power to bless. Power to yield. To be productive. Comes out of your spirit. It's now a life. You know that you can lay hands and then it will happen. Not because you, you, you are leaning on your own strength. Hallelujah. I said you are leaning on the strength of the Lord. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So you are leaning on Him. See, we are still on that prayer. Praying always. Praying always. How often do we pray? How often do we pray? How often do we pray? Always. We pray always. Hallelujah. We pray always. See, in the place of prayer, you will learn by the Spirit how to redeem time. The Bible says redeeming the time for the days are evil. What does it mean to redeem time? It means to buy back time. Hallelujah. Amen. The truth is this. In the days of our ignorance, we have wasted time. True or false? We have. We have. Bless God, God has winked at all those days. Amen. And He has given us a new page. Hallelujah. He has opened up a new chapter to us. Now we, we have to write with it, write on it, rather, uh, with the ink of the Spirit. Redeeming uh, time for the days are evil. Redeeming the time for the days are evil. Hallelujah. Praying, praying, praying. I know why a lot of people have very casual attitude when it comes to things of God. Amen. I believe anytime you come in contact with a believer, you must smell the aroma of heaven on that person. The glory of God must be evidently seen. Casual attitude, looseness, lightness is as a result of staying away from communion with the Lord. 
Huh? Do you see that? Uh, people are prone to attack. Are prone to all kinds of, you know, negative things when they stay off from that presence. We have to learn to watch and pray all the time. One, because you see, there's a God who has commanded it, and there's a God who loves us, who wants to hear us speak to Him and commune with Him, and there's a devil also who hates us, who is looking for an advantage, an open door, a crack, so he can, you know, penetrate. Hallelujah. So we have to stay awake. Anytime you see in the Bible when, you know, when the Bible talks about staying awake, it's talking about prayer. Hallelujah. Awake thou that sleepest. Start praying. You that you have been working in, you know, lukewarmness. Start praying. Arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now what is, what is, what is the good of, you know, being fully dressed? Being fully robed in the whole armor of God and you sit down crossing your legs and crossing your arms not praying hallelujah this is good for nothing it's good for nothing so I'm, I'm staring us by the spirit of God right now for those who don't have a timetable of prayer now begin to you know walk out one and stay in the place of prayer. You will find out that most of the things you have been struggling with. Struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling. You find the answer in the place of meditating on the word of God and praying. Amen. Find the answer there. And you see all the loopholes and the open doors and the cracks in your life. Opening the door to the devil to come in, in the place of meditating on the word and praying, you will find and see those loopholes. Okay, I see. And then you take cement and sand from the word. And then you close up that crack. Amen. And then as you continue on, you know, continue your walk with the Lord, you find another crack. Ooh, okay, I see. Amen. You see, if you see people who don't have control over their words, it's a sign of shallowness. They say, no, no, let me talk. Let me talk. I will say everything in my heart. I don't keep words up. I don't keep words up. I will say everything in my heart. Let me talk. What are you saying? Is he defying? Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of what? Edifying. So it may minister grace to the hearers. If you keep saying, let me talk, let me talk, is a sign of shallowness. You will grieve the Holy Ghost that way. See, people will complain so much. It's a sign of shallowness. This one is not working. This one is just always slamming the feet on the floor all the time. Complaining. Why? Because you, the person wouldn't pray. You can't be releasing your faith for something and be complaining at the same time about that thing. No. When you see, you say, oh, thank you, Father. It is done. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Amen. amen. I said, amen. amen. 
men of prayer are men with few words, with so much power. It is in the place of prayer that they are verbose. They have many words in the place of prayer. But before men, very few words with so much action. Backing it up. Hallelujah. With so much action backing it up. The Bible says we should be swift to what? To hear. We should be slow to speak. And then slow to what? To wrath. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. amen. Do you see that? I said do you see that? Now let's, let's, let's come back to this now. For some is an instruction. For some is a rebuke. For some... Is uh, a doctrine. Whatever it is to you, take it. It's the word of the Lord. Amen. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And uh, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Hallelujah. Supplication. Supplication means definite request. Hallelujah. What does it mean? Definite request. Alright? Now, there's what is known as perseverance in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Perseverance. Now, persevering in the place of prayer says breaking the inertia of the flesh. No matter the pool of the flesh, to get out of what the Lord has assigned you to walk in, you say no and press on. I press on. I press on. Now praying in tongues for five minutes, for a start, is good. But as time goes on, it is not enough. Amen? Because you see, nobody builds up himself doing that which is convenient. Amen? I said amen. amen. Now notice here. If we were to be lifting this barrel up, down, up, down, for eternity, you won't build muscles. Because it's so convenient. It's just going to be tiring to you. Amen? Now, if I were to become a bag of maybe cement, and then you are to carry me up, down, amen, <laughs> you know you are going to build muscles. Hallelujah. Why? Because you see, you are doing something that is stretching you, taking you to the next level. You want to be toughened on the inside of you, you take some time to persevere in the place of prayer. Now, this is strong meat. Babes might be asking, why did I come with Bible study today? Amen. Praise God. Where the Lord has brought you to Bible study so you can move to the next level. Amen. This is strong meat. This is strong meat. Now, uh, may I ask you this? that um, How many believers can your prayer life cover now? How many people can you reach in the place of prayer? Now, how many lands, how many nations can you take in the place of prayer? Can you subdue a village with your, this kind of prayer life you have? Amen. Hallelujah. 
I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Romans chapter 12 and verse 11. What does it say? Amen. Amen. Not slothful in what? Business. Fervent in what? In the spirit. Serving the Lord. Fervent in the spirit. What does it mean? Being aglow always in the spirit. Staying aglow. Staying aglow. Amen. See, people, if you don't stay aglow, that's when believers begin to have all kinds of terrible nightmares. Stay aglow in the spirit. When masquerades begin to pursue you with cane. <laughs> Amen. Just take up the beast into the fire. It's time to pray. Well up. When you are done with whatever you are doing, take time out. You see, don't, don't, don't bind and lose yet. <laughs> take time out and then stay a glow in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. When ants begin to pursue you in a dream, the ant just became a giant all, all of a sudden with weep in his hand. <laughs> Amen. Is there a kind of spiritual warmth and heat that can come out of your life that witches and wizards around cannot come near you? Amen. Because you see, you know who you are and then you stand in that place of authority and then your life is releasing the glow and the glory of God. The power of the Most High God is all around you. Amen. I said amen. Well, is that my responsibility towards you? No, it's yours. It's yours. I'm to pray for you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You are to pray for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every one of us ought to be praying for one another. Right? I said right? Aha. Uh-huh. Persevering in the place of prayer. Staying there. Staying there. Learn to stay in that place of prayer. The Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. Let every week be a time for you. Building one day. Building one hour. Building three hours. Building six hours. Depending on your schedule. Retreat. Not because you have problems. It's a ministry unto the Lord. The church at Antioch where they persecuted when they were ministering unto the Lord and they fasted. No. They were just ministry. It's a ministry. And some fast because they have issues in their lives. I will fast out every... If I fast out... Oh, you see, when I fast out all the fats in my body, the Lord will answer me. <laughs> you might just kill yourself. Don't do that. Let prayer be a life. Can you just stay in fasting? Just say, Lord, I just want to keep feet spiritually. I just want to well up and 
I'm just fasting today, praying in the Spirit, and studying the Word. Not because you want to pray for something, but you just want to well up. It's a ministry. It's a ministry. You're ministering unto the Lord. You're welling up, charging up yourself, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. See, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall renew their strength. They shall renew their strength. I like the word renew in the Hebrew there. Alright? In Isaiah. Um, Isaiah chapter number 40. Right? We start reading from verse um, 28 downwards. Praise God. Now he says, renew their strength. Renew their is um, a Hebrew word meaning quava. It means, you know, drop the old and pick up the new. Just, just the same way an eagle. Alright? Will go up 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 into the highest part of the mountains and then we'll be there pulling off the old feathers to grow new ones so that he can change levels he can ascend higher than he used to with new strength in the same way you put down the old and pick up the new the Bible says they go from strength to strength and that's the way it ought to be Everyone appearing before the Lord in Zion. But if you don't appear, you can go from strength to strength. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now the truth is this. I don't know how busy you are right now. But you see, if you continue this way without finding time to pray, you will have a compulsory time in the future. where you might not be able to pray the way you want to. I'm not a prophet of doom. I speak the truth. Amen. <laughs> I said amen. I said amen. You find time. You find time. Build it into your schedule. Retreat. Renew your strength. Renew your strength. Lord, you just sing spiritual song. Lord, I lean on you. Sabakodanamasadabashta. Oh, I lean on you. You are my source, you are my life. Oh, I lean on you. You just, you just go on and on. Thank you for your word, Lord. You, you exercise yourself. You, you see, when it comes to using prophecy, amen, <laughs> nobody teaches you in the school not even in the church that this is how to prophesy. You see, who by reason of use? It gets to a point you can hook up your tongue with your spirit and then begin to well out the grace of God. It is by exercise, spiritual exercise. It's by spiritual exercise. Amen. Someone was asking me. What happens when you, when you get a word of knowledge? I said, I don't know. You go ask the Lord. Amen. But when a word of knowledge is about to come, how do you know it's a word of knowledge? <laughs> Glory to God. Who by reason of use? When a person speaks, how do you know even when the person is talking scriptures? Whether the person is speaking by the Spirit of God or not? <laughs> by reason of use. Exercising your spiritual senses constantly. 
feeding on the word and praying. I'm praying. Say, well, I'm too busy throughout the day. Alright, you see, you'll be busier. That's the truth. As time goes on, you'll be busier. Did you hear that? Now, if you are not a mother yet, for those who are not mothers yet, you are not married yet, for those who are not married yet, you don't have a husband to please, you don't have children to take care of, you don't have a boss right now telling you we have a deadline for this week and we must meet it. You don't have traffic to beat. Clothes to wash. Soups to cook. Alright? All kinds. <laughs> you can't pray now. You say, I'm so busy. You say, I'm busy. <laughs> Look at you. If you are lukewarm now, you'll be more lukewarm then. I'm just giving you a breakdown. Just small analysis. <laughs> you can't pray now. You can't build a prayer life that is dependable. Huh? You are, you are too busy. It's because it's not a priority yet. That's why. Because everybody has time for something. Right? And people do have time for their priorities. Even in the midst of their busyness, they have time for their priorities. They have time to pray if prayer is their priority. They have time to crack jokes if cracking jokes is their priority. They have time, you know, to watch football if watching football is their priority. They make out time for it. Hallelujah. Do you see that? They make out time for it. Now some of us here have been complaining about our relationships. This one is not working. That one is not working. That person is behaving this way. This person is behaving that way. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see, you've not prayed about it, have you? You pray. Complaining. Oh Lord, you see, this person is grieving my heart. This person is doing this. That's not prayer. That's complaining. When you are done with complaining, now start praying. You've just wasted that time. Alright? There's a difference between complaining and praying. Lord, this is not working. You see, I've been my tight. This one is not increasing. I know, <laughs> that's not prayer. You are complaining. Now stop complaining and start praying. Lord, your word says this, and then you present that word to God. They that wait upon the Lord. The word wait there is an Hebrew word that shows the Lord. In other words, they, they, they lean on Him and then they twist themselves into their spirit. Drawing strength into their spirit. Drawing strength into their spirit. Oh, fountain of life, I live by you. I live by you. Amen. Some have captured that secret of life. And they are living. See, in the realm of life, some are more alive than others. Hallelujah. <laughs> Do you see that? Amen. I said amen. You know, both the old man at 80 is living, alright, compared to, you know, as much as, or as the case may be, compared to with, I mean, with um, a young man at 16 or 20. 
But you see, the young man at 16 or 20 is more alive than the old man. Can do some things that the old man cannot do. Why? Because you see, he's got strength for it. He's got strength for it. You can keep living and enjoying the fullness of life, drawing strength from God in the place of prayer. Then you shall be able, with all the old armor of God on, to what? Cover the believers in the place of prayer and also to defend your loved ones. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Persevere. Learn to persevere in the place of prayer. Learn to persevere in the place of prayer. Do it. Learn to persevere in the place of prayer. Amen. I said amen. amen. For me, I said to myself then, I like pretty ladies, alright? I would rather go for a prayerful one than a pretty one. And that's the truth. Because that is primary. The Bible says beauty is what is vain. Not that you don't need it, alright? But compared to spiritual virtues, if she is beautiful, she does not have that flowing in her life, leave beauty alone. Don't touch it. Hallelujah. Amen. Because when challenges of life come, the complexion of your skin is not going to do anything about it. The shape of your face is not going to affect that. Amen. Your slim shape and all that is not going to, you know, put the devil away. Praise God. <laughs> do you understand what I'm trying to say? <laughs> so you see, that's the primary thing you have to go for. <laughs> you know, I saw someone and said, well, I cannot marry a lady that I'm not attracted to, you know, that is not doing me cha-cha-cha-cha. You know, I said, okay. Is that the first thing you're looking for? I said, ah, that's the first thing I'm looking for. I said, okay, no problem. Oh, my two years. My worry. All right? When the skin begins to fade away, like the flower of the field, of the grass, passing away. Amen. And the shape is changing to something else. <laughs> then you begin to settle for something that can sustain and keep you. How many of you ladies here, you want to marry a man who is tall, you know, handsome, good looking, you know, cute, okay, but he's a fraud, he's a liar, he's a cheat. But he's good, he's just good. He's just good on bed. And after that experience, what happens? Huh? Who is not responsible? Looking for a woman that will jumpstart him in life. Who does not have the fear of God? You want to pick that, alright, and then put the fear of God away? No. Hallelujah. For mothers, can you be so sensitive that your child comes in and you design something upon the child and say, Mmm, come. Tony, come. 
Libra Kazamana Moshana Bradiza, Lekra Samananda Boshti, laying hands on the child. I come against that spirit hanging around my child in the name of Jesus. Children are the heritage. Scriptures are pouring out of your spirit. Huh? That's, that's a mother. Amen. See, there's nothing wrong looking good. But you see, a mother who spends all her time before the mirror. And the children are wayward. The man eats whatsoever he likes to eat. What matters to her is her outlook. She's a living corpse. You understand that? She's a corpse on two legs walking. Because everything she has lived for in her life would die before her very own eyes. And that's, that's the truth. Amen. There's nothing wrong looking good. But you see, a meek and a quiet spirit. Alright? A meek and a quiet spirit decorated with meekness. Decorated with prayerfulness. Sensitivity. Sobriety. That is the beauty that appeals to God. That is the beauty that attracts God to a woman. Your look will attract your husband and attract men to you. It will never attract God. Hello? Amen? There's nothing wrong looking good. Look good. Do your hair. Look nice. (laughs) But the truth is not at the expense of your spirit. Because you see, the spirit of a man will what? Sustain the infirmity of his body. When that beautiful body begins to give way to sicknesses and diseases, your spirit should jack up the body and say, It's not your time. You have to leave and finish your assignment here. But if the spirit is not strong enough, Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. Persevere in the place of prayer. And let you see this beautiful spirit of prayer be developed now. This is the time to develop it. Don't say, when I have time, when I finish school. Ask those who have finished school what they are doing right now. They are trying to get a job. Some are trying to get, you know, you know wonderful ideas, business ideas. Some are, some are brainstorming. Some are browsing on the net, internet, trying to look for a university, you know, to go to, to attend for their masters, for their PhD. Some are trying to settle down. They want to marry. They want to get a good job. They want to get a good house. They want to get, you know, a good car. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, there's going to be this pressure to settle down immediately you are through with school. (sighs) Settle down. You have to settle down. Look at your mates. Look at your mates. You have to settle down now. Believe God for settling down. Believe God for settling down. You know, it, it's just going to come. And it's natural. It's okay. You just have to handle it well. One of, one of the things that I learned so much in OEA, you see, I have not used the certificate they give me. Alright? One of the things that I have enjoyed so much when I was on campus here is prayer. And you see, it has become a legacy. 
that has been given unto me. Meditating on the word. If there's anything to get, I know that if I stay in the presence of God, I stay with His word, I put the word in my mouth, I stay in His presence, telling it to the Father, praying in the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God will teach me how to get it. I just know it. I'm confident. I'm confident. Not in myself, in God. I lean on Him. Hallelujah. You see that? You persevere in the place of prayer. And as you persevere in the place of prayer, you build in prayer strength, prayer stamina into your spirit. I remember after, you know, the um, first, first semester um, examination, I gathered some brethren. You know, the Lord spoke to me to, you know, begin to pray for some things. And then I looked into the midst of brethren. I said, I won't pick that one. I won't pick that one. Because if I pick that one, they'll waste this precious time. Okay, you come. You come. I picked some people. We began to pray. It was just as though machine gone. Alright? A bulldozer. Walking through a farm. And in two hours, we were done with praying. Men with prayer vigor. Prayer bite. I love such people. Amen. You just need like three or four of them. They're enough. You gather some other people. <laughs> Can you sit down, please? Let's 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 get some. Amen. They will pray up fire, pray up grace. <laughs> Glory to God. They pray up a storm. Hallelujah. I remember myself and um, Brother Victor Okori. We would go to PG Mountain then. Hallelujah. We would go there three hours. We just start tongues, brother, tongues. Sabaha kosi. Mengra namande kosa. Libra tokoje branisa. Mangra nemoto klepustesia. Oh, kanama celebrota. Interpretation will come. You go into tongue again. Interpretation will come. Sometimes for... Ten minutes at intervals like that, we just keep interpreting that way and we're exercising ourselves, praying tongues for three hours. Then we'll come again, you know. I think we're doing that thrice in a week. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we prayed. There was a time the Lord showed us a mighty revival. He said, pull this cloud into your midst. And then we began to pray, labor called Sharabahasa, Mengredosha, and we pulled that cloud. <laughs> brethren will come to fellowship then they will s- sit down like this you know if you've done something and you didn't repent of it you don't come to fellowship you don't come because word of knowledge will fish you out there's somebody here you see a brother beside you telling you repent of that thing not condemning you you see the atmosphere was so cloudy hallelujah people came in unbelievers came into our midst and they began to cry they were weeping. They sat down. They, they began. <laughs> they were weeping. <laughs> and surrendered to Jesus. Hallelujah. I remember I, I, I visited with a sister. I sat down. I was looking at, you know, that beloved sister. And then she looked into my, my two eyes. And she began to cry. I said, why are you crying? Say, when I looked into your eyes, I saw the glory of God. 
Hallelujah. We're just praying. We're just praying. Hallelujah. But for some of us now, when guys see us, they want to run after you to sleep with you. It is a shame. It's a slap. Amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You must radiate so much glory that when they see you, it doesn't matter what you, you, know, you look like or how you look like, whatever it is, they see the glory of God. A consistent prayer like that way will eschew the glory of God and men will see that glory on your life. On your life. On your life. You persevere in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. One more word and then we we're done with this. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now how many of us know that the Lord is coming back? The one that died for us, gave himself up for us, amen, is coming back. To take us unto himself. Hallelujah. Praise God. We have to watch unto prayer. Be sensitive. Put on the breastplate of faith and love. Walking in prayerfulness. So that we don't have a casual attitude. Hallelujah. Let a cloud of God's presence and glory around you be so thick and dense that it becomes contagious. That when men come around you, they just have a contact. They have a share of that which you carry. Because we have become stewards of His manifold grace. Hallelujah. Now all we have to give is grace. When we speak, we speak grace. When we look, grace comes out of our look. When we touch, grace is released. Why? Because we are stewards of God's many-sided grace. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now it's time for every one of us to get back into praying. Because you see, there is one aroma out there that is called looseness. There's one smoke out there that is called looseness. And you see, a lot of men, even believers alike, you see, have been enveloped by these. But you see, you have to stay in prayerfulness and stay in the love of God and stay in, in, in meditation in the Word of God and keep yourself away from all these terrible things out there. Hallelujah. You stay in prayerfulness. Stay in there. Persevere in it. Build up a, a prayer life. That is going to be a legacy that you give to your children. Hallelujah. Legacy. You give to your children. Let them see that prayerfulness in you and see the results of prayerfulness in you. And then they can say, we know that it pays to pray. And then your children can come to you the same way the disciples of Jesus came to him. Mommy... Daddy, teach us to pray. 
We have seen that you are prayerful. And we have seen the results of prayerfulness in your life. We have seen the hand and the finger of God at work concerning you. Teach us to pray. Transfer this baton of spiritual prayerfulness, sensitivity, as a legacy to us. Let's run with it. Let's run with it. It's better than whatever you lay up for them. There's nothing wrong, you know, giving them houses, cars, landed property. It's all right. It's scriptural. Hallelujah. But much more than that, there's something that you can give them that will stay with them and will defend them in the world to come. In your lifetime, in your generation, and in that to come. They still walk in that prayerfulness. Hallelujah. I've seen, you know, one of faith guys, I've seen Kenneth E. again. All his children are in the ministry. They are not wayward. They are doing fine, serving the Lord. Hallelujah. I've seen the Copelands too. All his children and even grandchildren are in the ministry. Fulfilling their God-given calling and destiny. I've seen Casey Price. The same, the same person. His son is in the ministry. He's doing fine. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I have seen um, Maurice Cerullo. His son is in the ministry. His grandson is doing fine too. They love God. Well, some people say, well, ministers' sons or ministers' children are always wayward, but that's not true. I said that's not true. Amen. The ministers themselves didn't live right before their children. They did not walk in eternal life so they could not influence their children positively. Hallelujah. For example, if a mother stands up to, you know, her husband and say, you this idiot, before the children, is that a good example? Or the man stands up and looks at the woman and said, you, you daughter of a bitch, are you not going to wake up or should I pour out water on you? Before the children. Where's that stupid woman? Where did she go to? She's coming. I will break her head when she comes in today. Amen. Now, children can listen to that and grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Before that grace that changes us from inside out, let's stay in the place of prayer. And enjoy this flow until it becomes a life with you. This is not intermittent prayer life. This is a continuous lifestyle until it becomes a life with you. It is ingrained and engrafted in you. You exercise yourself unto it constantly. Constantly. 
Now listen to this. Never you think oh, all is okay and alright when you are not praying. Amen. No. It's not alright. Because men ought always. Men ought always. It's a priority. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. So if men don't pray, it's a matter of time, they will soon faint. And if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, constantly. Stay aglow, stay awake. For those who are asleep, it's time for you to awake. It's morning. We're in the day. It's not night yet. We're not children of the night. So don't let us sleep as do others. It's time for us to wake up and start praying. And continue to pray. Continuing instant in prayer. Continuing instant in prayer. Praying always. Praying always. Pray without season. Pray without season. In other words, don't cease. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Not because you have challenges. Not because you have problems. But you want to stay fit. You want to stay, you know, open to the Lord in sensitivity. You want to walk with the Lord. You want to get into the next level. You want to move on in life. And then you want to build up yourself and build up others. You want to strengthen men and women around you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Did you get something? Now, don't allow that smoke of looseness around you touch you. Stay in prayerfulness. Hallelujah. Stay feet. Stay feet. Stay aglow in the spirit. Shall we rise to our feet? All perseverance. Stay aglow in the spirit. Lord, I make praying my priority. I know I have to attend to these and attend to that. I know I have to walk. But you see, my strength comes from you, O oh God, not from my walk. I put first things first. Prayer to me is a priority. Prayer to me is a priority. It's not one of the options. It's not one of the options. We know you've been blessed by this message. For further information and details on how to be a partner, please contact Shagwa Baju Teaching Ministries on plus two three four seven zero six six four five three one two two or plus two three four eight zero six zero one triple zero nine three. Stay blessed.